This is for the free thinkers, the curious beings that swim upstream, who see possibilities, not problems, that learn from the past, live by the present, and create the future. This is the I Love Ugly Audio Show. Welcome to the I Love Ugly Audio Show. I'm Valancy Nozich, the creative director and founder of I Love Ugly. On this episode, we sit down with Karen Walker, who's been a huge mentor of mine since the inception of the brand. She's created arguably the most successful women's wear brand in the Southern Hemisphere. We discuss how she stays in peak performance, the importance of trusting your gut, and dealing with failure. Enjoy. Karen, welcome to the show. Hello. So you've been an awesome role model, role model for me since I started my business. So I want to thank you for that. Um, you've got fa uh, five flagship stores in New Zealand, one in Tokyo. You've got more than 1,000 stockers throughout the world. You're some of the biggest profile celebrities and people wearing your product. How do you stay focused? I just keep my eye on what the next project is, really. I kind of don't get distracted yeah. too much around the... the bells and whistles and yeah. the glitzy bits and I yeah. don't really think about what has been at all. Mm -hmm. my, my eyes always on what's next, Yeah, what's and coming up this week, next week, next month, next year. Yeah, and how far in advance are you guys planning? About two years. Yeah, and is that all? For, in terms of product development. Product two, development about and, and two collaborations. Years and collabs. Yeah. Just, that's just the lead times you need yeah, to actually 100%. make things and make so, things well. Yeah, and do you feel that the fact that you've got such a large amount of people carrying your product, it's, uh, it's a hindrance sometimes? The fact that you, know, you do have to go so far in advance mm. and you are almost mm. um, locked into the, to their schedules as opposed to your own, or are you just used to it now? Yeah, yeah, you've got to you've got to be cognizant of that. You've you've got different people's businesses uh, that you're kind of you know, a crucial a crucial part of, and so you've got to hit those key dates. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can be playful around that. Yeah. And um, so there are a couple of things we do. First of all, we, yeah, we have very long lead times for everything we do, so that nothing's rushed, nothing's compromised. Mm -hmm. So we've got plenty of time for product development mm -hmm. and making the product well. We're not one of those brands where it's like, oh, you get two goes at it and then it's just tough to live with it yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so lots of lead time built in so that we're, we only make product that we're proud of. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing, there's no pressure to approve it just because you've got to hit the mark. Yeah. Um, and then we also do so many different projects at different levels and in different ways. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time projects we're working on will be we have a, uh, an, a broad idea of what the project is and when we might like to have it in market, but nothing's set in stone around that. Mm -hmm. So like we're working at the moment on a couple of collabs where the product development's taken a little bit longer than we initially thought it might, mm -hmm. but we've, we've not gone to market with it. We've not said to anybody it's going to be in store at this yeah. time. So it's just like everybody agrees. Like it doesn't yeah. go out until it's right. Yeah. And that's quite a nice way to work too. Yeah, 100%. I think that's quite... You know, that's quite bold as well, because obviously, um, you know, some people are, I know even in our instances as well, you invest a lot of cash and you want to mm. kind of get into, in, in mm. a lot of time, you mm. want to get it into market as fast as possible yeah. to get a return on your investment. But I think it's quite bold to hold it back in order to make it right, because as you said, not many, not, no one mm. knows about it yet. So mm. from their perspective, it's, you know, they think it's just turned up right yeah. in and there. So but do if, you, it's, if you're putting it into market and it's not very good, then yeah. it's a, not a great investment yeah, anyway, yeah, is it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what makes, what's your definition of not being good or not being great? 
do you have a is it just more based on feeling or well you know as a designer it's all based on feeling yeah. it's all based on uh you know whether it makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or mm. not you know when it's good and yeah. you know when it's not and is that what you're always looking for yeah yeah every day yeah so have you ever gone against that rule and it's you know you're like why don't i trust my trust my gut this turned out crap was even yeah when i have gone i have gone against that rule and that's been because of pressure from outside forces yeah yeah so yeah and 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 so that's one of the reasons why we've sort of changed the way we work Mm -hmm. in that area that Mm -hmm. it's just you know everyone's just clear from the get-go that nothing goes out until it's perfect yeah and it doesn't i don't really care about your deadlines make your deadlines longer Mm, mm, definitely so have you obviously the fashion like fashion's changed quite a bit in terms of in terms of seasons and you've got fast fashion and you've got e-com and people's uh, mm. expectations of things being quicker. Mm. Have you guys just stuck to stuck to you and stuck to your knitting or have you tried to speed things up or slow things down or how does that work? Are you still doing four seasons a year for your for your garments? Yeah, for our ready to wear we do four seasons a year um, and they're all quite small, like mm-hmm. 50 pieces in each yeah. collection. Um, and we deliver them sort of equal to January and March and then in August and September, or August and October, rather. Um, but they're not overwhelming and they're not about, uh, oh, this is the new range, so the old one's redundant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, they, they blend from one another. It's a, the, the, they, they overlap and they, they mix together and they merchandise together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so the design process is coming very much from an angle of, um, of that's something you're delivering in March mm-hmm. has to still has to sit well against what you delivered in January, maybe mm-hmm. even what you deliver in October. Mm-hmm. We're not we don't go with that. Oh, well, it's been in the store for six months, so it has to go on sale. Yeah, like, yeah. Things will stay in our stores as long as we think they're good. Yeah. Oh wow. And, and you, you know, and usually they've sold out within you know, four months or whatever. Yeah. But um, but you know, there'll be things where we go. Let's just order more of those in the in the get go because we think it'll be great and mm-hmm. it could be in the store for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's so, not about that built-in redundancy, which is what fashion is fundamentally built on. Yeah. But we don't really mm-hmm. follow that. Yeah, interesting. Um, so just to just to kind of rewind a little bit, how did you how did you get started with this, and why why did you even get started with it in the first place? Um, yeah, I fell in love with fashion at a very early age, probably from both yeah from my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. Fashion was part of the landscape. And uh, so were you, I had. Were you trained? Were you a trained designer? Uh, no. Yeah. No. I, just got, I, have, I have some training around how to make stuff, but yeah. not around design. Yeah. It's completely self taught. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, aesthetics were always part of my landscape growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my parents didn't come from a, from a design industry or design background particularly, but there was a. a a love and a care for how things looked and, mm-hmm. and form and function. Mm-hmm. And so I had that kind of um, example in front of me, a, a care for how things sat in the world and how things stepped into the world in terms mm-hmm. of how they looked and how they worked. And so that was just kind of intrinsic to me growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, and and also, I, I fell in love with very early with the idea of actually being able to make something, mm-hmm. of having an idea and executing it. And and I can thank my uh, grandmother for that, who showed me how to make a circular skirt for my Barbie doll when I was seven. Mm-hmm. And 
Yes, for the yeah, circular skirt, the, the clues in the name, right? Mm -hmm. Big circle and little circle for the yeah. ridiculous waist. Yeah. And I can still picture this first skirt I made, and I just, it was like, this is the light bulb moment at the age of seven of, oh, you can have an idea yeah. Do you and you can make skirt? it. No, I wish I did. Yeah. But I can still see it. I can see it so clearly. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I still have the Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, my mother in my house where I grew up, there was always a box of fabric, you know, in the cupboard, and mm -hmm. there was a Benina sewing machine my mother got, you know, for a twenty-first birthday or something. Mm -hmm. And so that was my rainy Sunday. Yeah, that was where I played. Yeah. And yeah, if there'd been a Super 8 movie camera or a box of paints or something, it might have been something different. Mm -hmm. But that was the palette that I had available to mm -hmm. me for my, you know, rainy Sundays, mm -hmm. self-expression. Mm -hmm. And so that was my, that's where my passion grew. And then, um, and sort of stayed with that idea of clothes because I had those examples in front of me. I had the, you know, the materials literally in front of me. Um, and also, uh, you know, when when I came when it came time for me to choose my career, and you know, when you're at seventeen, eighteen, you know, most people love fashion at that age. Mm -hmm. They're going to love fashion at one yeah. point in their life. It's when What's, they're seventeen yeah, or eighteen, exactly. right? They're Just kicking against the, yeah. the establishment. So yeah. that was, yeah, I was, I, I love. I had already fallen in love with fashion. There was very little in the marketplace mm. here at that time that you could buy that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, well, I can't get what I want, so I'm just going to make it. Mm. So it was very much like, kind of finding a, yeah, you know, there was a gap. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's that's what say entrepreneurs. The the reason they kind of step into doing what they do is usually because they see an opportunity or something on the market is not offering what they want in their own mind. Yeah, and it's almost like that was. Yeah. you know, you as you said, you saw you saw a gap. What you wanted wasn't offered, so you're like, okay, I'm just going to go do it myself. Was that? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if it came from an entrepreneurial place. I mean, I guess there is an entrepreneurialism. More, more, more creative. It was more creative. Like yeah. I always think an entrepreneur is somebody who, yeah, sees an opportunity. Yeah. Whether it's a gap or a, for a new thing or a gap for doing an existing thing in a, in a new way. Mm -hmm. But I always think entrepreneurs kind of, they, they see the entire, the entire storyline and the exit. Yeah. And entrepreneurs so out there might disagree with me, but that's, yeah. my, that's my image of an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, I still don't know what the exit is. The yeah. exit is just like one day I'm going to throw the keys to somebody else and go <laughs> yeah, have fun yeah. with that. For me, it was just about uh, self-expression and mm -hmm. um, making something that lit me up. Mm. And that's still what gets me out of bed every day. It's mm. still what gets me excited about going to the office every day, making, you know, telling great stories, making interesting product, mm -hmm. mm. Um, taking people on a journey. Yeah, and making things that that excite me. Mm, so definitely. that's always been my motivation. Yeah, it continues to be so. Mm, interesting. It's almost um, when you when you do find that passion in your life, it's almost hard to fathom that people go to work every day doing stuff they hate. Like I often yeah. think about that, yeah. and I, you know, when I'm driving as well, I'm like, I'm I'm actually so blessed the fact that I've mm. created this thing. Mm. You know, very similar mm. uh, reasons to, to how mm. you started and then, you know, I get to go to work and mm. work on something that I love. Mm. And it's so multifaceted and layered and, mm. you know, and it's got different complexities and challenges mm. every day, which at the time they maybe suck. Mm. But then at, when you go home at night, you're like, wow, I've grown mm. today. You know, mm. I've, I've challenged myself, I've done something that I haven't done, that I probably wouldn't be able to do if I was working for somebody else. Mm. I mm. think that is quite special as well. And also, and also you can create your environment, your story in whatever way you want. Definitely. And yeah, as you said, people love stories. Mm. And I think, especially nowadays, it's probably more valid than, than ever mm. is 
I think gone are the days where, and you, you probably, you may disagree, but I feel that gone are the days where you can just put a product out and mm. sell it for just what it looks like. Mm. I feel people still want to know. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be very <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Just get, you know, yeah. get a get a no, get a beautiful model, beautiful photographer. No. I don't think uh, you can do that in any category. Yeah, definitely. Just. And then, yeah, it's, but as you said, it's all about the stories. People want to mm. buy into the stories and your ethos mm. and your philosophy, mm. what you believe in as a person. Mm. I think that's, um, yeah, that's a real key and fundamental. How you make them feel. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that's essentially that's what fashion's about, mm. correct? Like. You know, yeah. people putting on the clothes and you make yeah. them feel different yeah, when you wear when you use an apple product you mm. feel mm. you know more inspired mm. when you wear nike shoes mm. or you feel like that's an right. athlete that's um right. yeah and i think that's like yeah there's a whole psychological element mm. i think to and every good product or good brand or true brand does that mm. makes you feel in a certain way yeah so what's a feeling women wear when they wear karen walker I think it's about a level of, and I always say, it's, it, when people say, who wears your product? Mm -hmm. I'm always like, well, they're just it's the most interesting girl in the room. Mm -hmm. She's not like, yeah, that, that's it. We make interesting product for interesting people. Yeah. That's really all that, that matters to me. Yeah. We're well, not about chasing the cool girl, yeah. the it girl. Yeah, I think the Times of London once described us as being, um, the anti-it girl mm. brand, and I really, I really like that because that, yeah, that was never we wanted, never wanted to be the ultimate babe yeah. of a brand. Yeah, like that's like the last thing. I <laughs> yeah. just want to make things that are you know, interesting and good yeah. and well considered, and that people yeah. can be passionate about. So, what's what's your definition of interesting? Well, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but for me, it's, it's an interesting product is one that's surprising, one that takes you on a journey. Mm. Um, you know, in our work, it's normally, there's some, you know, it's kind of about clashing of extremes mm -hmm. often in our work and okay. our aesthetic. And that was there from day one, from the very first product I made for a friend and a band was a man style shirt, but in Liberty print cotton with a floral, like a little mm -hmm. ditzy floral on it. So it was that masculinity and femininity, yeah. which is still virtually everything we do today. Yeah. It's that throwing together of extremes, you yeah. know, luxury and street, Mm. high, low, feminine, masculine, mm -hmm. what have you. And that's always what attracts me in any, yeah. really any design area. Mm. That's always what I'm drawn to. And do you think, do you think like traveling and, um, you know, your personal journeys and your life has had a huge influence on, on that definition? Yeah. You know, the, the traveling has been a key part of my journey, but not, yeah, I'm, I've never been that designer. It's like, oh, the season's range is over in the markets yeah, in Marrakesh. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know, there's a lady in Paris and, you know, like, yeah. yawn. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the travel, I find, is, is really important for my mental yeah. well-being. And, yeah. you and travel that's probably one of the reasons why I created the business as well, so yeah. that I could have that as be as part, part of my mm. world. Mm. And because you travel quite a lot. Correct. I do. This year it's going to be less. I'm making a conscious decision this year to have it be a lot less. So than what, the last what, what, what's less and what's lots? Last year it was 160,000 kilometers. Wow. Yeah. Where, where, where are you going primarily? US? Yeah, last year it was Tokyo. a bit, uh, yeah, a bit in the States, but in China, UK, yeah. Australia, a lot around New Zealand actually yeah. last year. Lot and what, what, what's all those trips great. for? Are you meeting clients? Are you factories? Last year it was mainly, it was... Uh, Oh gosh, it was all sorts of things. Well, in Feb uh, yeah, I went to London for the thing we did 
with um, Buckingham Palace, oh, with yes, our yeah. Cook Islands ladies, yeah. with our dress we did, which was yeah. amazing. That was I a really that. nice way to go to London, just go <laughs> hang out at Buckingham Palace yeah. and drink champagne <laughs> and hang out with friends. Not many people get to do that. <laughs> no, no yeah. and I'll never get the chance again, so that was that's why I did it. Yeah. Uh, went to New York for, um, made, we did a big project with Madewell, so I yeah. went to New York for some press events around there, yeah. some eyewear business. and. Um, Tacked a bit of family holiday on the end. Yeah, awesome. And uh, went to uh, China to meet with some of our um, manufacturing partners and mm -hmm. Japan to visit our store in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. uh, in and out to Australia lots. You know, Sydney Fashion Week. I was there on the other side of the notebook as a as a writer for Refinery Twenty Nine, which was fun. And <laughs> wow. then lots of in and out for design. So all our eyewears designed out of Australia and. Um, some of our ready-to-wear teams in Australia, so a lot of in and out with that. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then a lot domestically, just seeing clients. And yeah, we've yeah. got so many stockists in New Zealand. It was, yeah. I spent a lot of the last half last year visiting um, a lot of the smaller cities in New Zealand. Yeah, well. yeah. How do you, you must have, uh, you must have a bit of a biohack to overcome jet lag off all that. Because it sounds like you're, you're on the ground. Mm. You've been in the air for 12 hours, you're on the ground and you've got to mm. be on. How do you, like, you, you, do you get jet lag anymore? Or are you just used to it? Yeah, you can't help you get but get the jet lag. Yeah. But, how but do you, you can manage it. Yeah. yeah. How do you stay focused, though, after, after a 12-hour flight and, you know, you have to go to the, well, um, or even longer, probably in that case, Buckingham Palace, and you have to be on your A-plus, okay. A-plus game? Okay. A few, a few things, a few little tricks. When I'm, on the, when I'm on the plane, it's either my office or my bedroom. Yeah. There's yeah. no, I mean, the sleeping or I'm working. Yeah change my watch to the time of my destination as soon as I get on. Mm -hmm. So you're already starting to think about that. Mm -hmm. um, don't be afraid to take a sleeping pill. Mm -hmm. You're not that scary. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to do it every night, but yeah. when you're traveling around the world, yeah. 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 Um, I'll build in some negative space time mm -hmm. as well. You know, so yeah, I hit the ground running, yeah. but I build in some time around it so I'm not like hitting the ground and straight into a 12-hour yeah, yeah, day. Like yeah. build in some time to have an easy start. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, you know, going to, going to New York is a classic one. Like you get to mm. New York, don't maybe don't go to, maybe land around 1 a.m. often. Mm. So you're not grueling. asleep till like 4 a.m. Yeah. So don't have your first meeting then your first day be 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Have it be one. Yeah, yeah. You know, so be a little advice. bit sensible <laughs> and, and care for yourself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And don't feel like you have to do everything. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have a four-day trip and have some, me time, yeah. Then a three-day trip and cram yeah. it all in because it's just a false economy. Then you get home, you're stuffed anyway. Yeah, hundred so. percent. It's so um, yeah. That whole me time is such a like. Obviously, you know, you're at multiple collections, collaborations, mm. meetings. Like, how do you? What is your me time? Me time just in a normal week? Because obviously, you know, you have to. A decision you make now is going to affect your business in say mm. two years, three years, next yeah. week. Yeah. How do you? How do you just stay at a high level, high performance all mm. the time? Um, be quite. An, you know, I try to be very in tune to what's going on for myself and yeah. my my core team. So just uh, mentally in tune, and meaning physically, just, listening just, to your body. Yeah, and just know when you're just tired or yeah. know when you're not in a position to really be having that meeting or yeah. be making that decision yeah and be responsible for that yeah and is there any stuff in terms of say diet and like exercise and i know we we're mentioning talking mm. about yoga mm. as well so that's mm. obviously a big you know, yeah attributes to a, yeah. a lot of this grounding for me all that stuff like good a good diet plenty of exercise plenty of sleep that's not a luxury mm. that's not a nice to have 100 percent 
Yeah. That's like what you need yeah, to have the machine yeah. to do the job. Yeah. That's Which, not an add-on once yeah. you finish the job. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having the time to uh, eat healthily, mm. cook healthily. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to have eight and a half hours sleep each yeah. night or I'm, I'm a mess after yeah. two days. Um, exercising every day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just to start. Yeah, definitely. Unless you've got that. Nothing yeah. else is going to happen. That's just mandatory. Yeah, it has that's to be part absolute, of your that's, routine. Yeah, exactly. That's and, not a negotiable yeah. at all. Because without that, I mean, different for different people, but for me, without that, yeah. then I can't do my job. Yeah, definitely. And then the job gets scheduled and kind of around that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if I've got um, yeah, a request for a meeting or a request for a project or something, if I physically can't, don't have the time for it, yeah. then it just goes, that happens yeah. later. Shouldn't be doing it. Definitely. Shouldn't be do, do it. In two months, not next month. Yeah, yeah. So it's and all just, about yeah. putting yourself first and making sure that you're... Well, putting yourself first is also putting your business and your company exactly. first. Exactly, yeah. And your brand so first. So you're no good to anyone else unless you're, you know, hmm. you've, you've actually, like, taken care of yourself in essence. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so doing this for 30 years, that's, firstly, that's incredible. We're approaching our 10 years hmm. and I'm like, wow, yeah, pretty proud of myself. Hmm. You've, you've tripled that. That's, that's amazing. And uh, you started your brand with $100. Yep. Yeah, a lot of people are always emailing me, hey, how much money, how much this and that. Hmm. You started with $100, hmm. so everyone's got $100. <laughs> yeah, you've come a long way. You've experienced a lot of seasons in life, hmm. you know, trends in, in the industry you're in. Uh, change of economies. Mm. What's the di- biggest difference um, between a uh, di- biggest difference in the market now mm. and say say compared to ten years ago? Like, how has it changed between now and say ten years ago? Huh. I think it's much less about. Uh, you know, I think ten years ago we were still kind of in the middle of this um, me, 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 now, 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 new, new, new yeah. moment. It was still coming out of the tail end of that. Yeah. And um, you know, wanting you because I want you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whatever that yeah. held disposability. Meaning, like, I think we were still like there was still that was kind of the driving focus. I think behind yeah. fashion, and now, yeah. yeah, it's a completely different landscape in, in every category. You know, fashion, food, whatever. It's mm-hmm. much more thoughtful mm-hmm. and. And thinking about the bigger picture of, mm. of uh, you know, the world. Yeah, definitely. And do um, you think? So I think that's probably the biggest change. And yeah. then you've got yeah, you know, the internet and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. That's just a given. But I think that just people's approach around their consumption. Yeah. Has really fundamentally so changed. So people are just a lot years. more conscious, just what they put on their body, the clothing they wear. Yeah, and whether they, they even their... need it. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is great. Yeah. Because yeah. none of us, you know, we're not in the business of making more stuff, like mm. just for the sake of it. Yeah. So you're, you know, you're, I want to see people wearing products that they bought from us 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I see it a lot yeah. and hear those stories a lot. Yeah. Because I'm in the business of telling stories ultimately. Yeah, definitely. And making fantastic products that last forever. Yeah. And yeah. Because um, right. yeah, I think what, so based on that, how do you think the, even the fast fashion chains, how, how do you think they're going to react to it? Or do you feel there's always going to be a place in the market for those guys? Don't know, don't care. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. like, I just do what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've got millions of people in fast fashion world yeah. figuring that little number out. But yeah. for me, it's just like, I just, I just stay in my lane and worry about what I'm doing, yeah, yeah, which is course. just focus on the quality of design, the quality of the product, the yeah. storytelling. Yeah, that's and so. And do we love it? That's so important, right? Just if you 
you know, if you focus on what everyone else is doing, you, all it's going to do is harm your own business. Um, yeah. So you've got to put those blinders on and just, yeah, tunnel yeah. vision and you know, just I'm go for I'm it. kind of a big believer in staying in your lane. Yeah, I agree. You know, not, be creative, be open to opportunities, be looking for new, for new ways of doing what you do, mm -hmm. but know ultimately where you want to be and what, mm. what your thing is yeah. and do it really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because otherwise, you yeah, get very distracted very easily. Very, yeah, very. Well, there's a lot. You know, the world's going to distract you with as many things as, as as it can, and it's almost like you need focus to stay focused. You need a lot of energy to stay focused. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, you, you really need do. to have a bit of an awareness mm. to see mm. your surroundings. It's mm. almost like being streetwise. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, when it comes to what you're doing, stick in your lane. And I know, I know, even for us, you know, um, there's there's a lot of trends that we could have been mm. catching and this and that. Mm. But mm. it's like end of the day, it's not us. You you know, mm. and maybe you'll miss out on. You know, you're not going to be the flavor of a month for mm. the brand where people are going to wait in line for two days to buy your t-shirt, your forty dollar mm. t-shirt. But I think long term, if you you know maintain your integrity and mm. stay loyal to yourself and also to mm. your customers, I mm. think it's gonna it's gonna play out long term. Mm. And I, obviously, you know, you're a case in mm. point of that. You guys have just um, you know, you haven't done anything for the quick win mm. or to get the quick cash grab. You're constantly thinking long term, mm. and that's a was that always uh, was that always a skill? Like, was that always something that you you had in you, or did you did you at mm. some point at some point in time break your own rules and try to go for the quick win, and it went and, and it stung you? No, we've. We, yeah, no, nobody's ever come to us and said, here's a big pile of cash, do you yeah. want it? All you have yeah. to do is this. Oh, no, everything we've done, we've, we've, you, we've had to work really hard for. Yeah. There's no quick win, yeah. really, I don't think, in any business. Yeah. You have to work hard for it and be authentic about it and be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's no point doing it unless it's real. Mm. Um, and yeah, but yeah, easy to get distracted. Yeah. So you do. You're right. You have to really focus mm -hmm. on your focus. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the great things about having it be your own uh, brand and your own company is that you know in your gut yep. whether it's you or not. Yeah. And it's helpful if you can show to your team members, show to your community, your customers what yep. that what that looks like, feels like, smells like. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, for you, you know it down here mm, whether mm, it's you or not mm. and so you don't need to have lots of conversations or you know a brand file that thing <laughs> yeah. you know to say this is what we are yeah. you just kind of know it yeah and whether it feels right or not yeah it's amazing that feeling that that and you know almost second brain in your gut mm, how 100%. a lot of people ignore mm. it mm. um and also also it can you it can be a great um guiding or compass mm. like for your life in general like if you mm. want to take a bold risk like you know, buying buying a house or moving overseas or this or mm. that. You know, also trusting that gut as well, mm. which you can kind of yeah. Because I know I know even for us, like we, when things went a bit pear shaped for us in 2017, mm. in my gut I almost knew it was going to happen before it happened, mm. but I kind of ignored it because mm. I was too scared to actually face yeah. it yeah. and and deal with it. Mm. Um, and is there like even even for that in terms of failures? Because obviously you can't be successful without mm. having a, a number mm. of different failures. Do you have a favorite failure that you think just redefined who mm. you are and what you are as a brand? 
Yeah, you're right. You don't you don't just trot through the years with all successes yeah. and no losses. Yeah, right? just big smile on your face. Yeah, and everything's great. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you've come out of yeah a Gucci ad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wind blowing in your hair. <laughs> um, I think the yeah we've had just as many failures as anybody else, and the, when the failures happen. It's normally because I haven't listened to the gut mm. or I've sort of been swept along in a momentum. Mm. Uh, not, like what you said before about not having the bravery to mm. actually look at it before it forces you to look at it. Yeah. Be, before it forces you to look at it. Yeah. Um, that's a really classic one. Mm. That kind of, um, and, you know, I think in, in fashion, yes, yeah, so much of it. Is, is about moments of euphoria and these supernova moments mm, where people mm. get really excited about yeah. something. And you want your customers and community to be excited about mm -hmm. what you do. But you have to recognize when, when it's uh, a fleeting moment, mm. a, a fleeting moment of euphoria yeah. and yeah. not. Yeah. And so yeah, we've, had, we've had a few moments where it's like you know, particular products just you know, taken off. Mm. And you make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, that, that's great. It's just going to keep going. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. It's, we can always count on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're it's going to last forever. It's going <laughs> to 5% up every year. Yeah, you, know, yeah. that product. you know, so, and that's not how it works. A lot yeah. of it. Sometimes you get that, you get that classic product that will just grow slowly or always yeah. be, but you've got to know when it's, a, when yeah, it's that. It's and when it's a supernova yeah. moment that's going to, and yeah. then gone. Yeah. And so not to bank the house on that one. Yeah, 100%. So I kind of, my rule is to treat everything as though it's a, treat every success as though it's a supernova. Mm, mm. That, that tomorrow won't be there. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great approach because it's so interesting for human psychology where when you do have a success mm. or you have a win, you think it's mm. going to last forever. Mm. But same said, if you have, if you're in the, in the trenches mm. and you're failing, you're like, shit, this is going to last forever. Mm. And I guess there's like a season, there's a season for everything. It's just mm. really identifying and knowing that, mm. you know, these, you know, just knowing, knowing those checkpoints and when to be yeah. like, okay, cool. Let's not, yeah, bet yeah. the house on this. Let's yeah. start to. It's nice. We'll or, take it, but yeah. let's not think that let's, this is not going to be yeah. real for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. It's a tough one. Eh? Um, just to just switch it up, what's your thoughts when I emailed you and I said, hey, Karen, um, we're starting a podcast. Uh, I'd love to interview, in, interview you. You're, you're mm. a high-end women's wear brand. We're a premium streetwear men's brand. And why did you take the interview? Oh, firstly, what did you think? What came <laughs> to your mind? And also, why did you say yes to the interview? Um, I thought it made total sense that you were doing that because your brand and you having known <clears throat> you personally for a long time you're always stepping into the unknown and, and uh, kind of recreating yourself mm -hmm. while staying true to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, so it kind of, it, there were no surprises. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, and said yes, because you know, I like you, I always enjoy our chats. Yeah. And why not let the whole world enjoy it too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, because when I, when I emailed, I was like, is she gonna do it? You know, but I think, yeah, no, it's I great. Am. So I, I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I pleasure. think it's, yeah, I think it's great. And, and, and just to explain, I feel that, you know, no matter almost what industry you're doing, if you're doing something that's ambitious and mm. you're doing something that's, um, you know, creating amazing products that, 
you know, people can get a lot of passion and joy mm. from. I think there's a lot of similarities, to, mm. you know, no matter what you're doing. Like, you know, we're, mm. we're interviewing people, athletes, all sorts, musicians, mm. and then it's the same thing. What, you, what I found, the patterns which I found while interviewing people is, you know, we're all, you know, successful driven people are all wired quite similar. Mm. You know, they've all got their own little things. They know the cues. They know mm. that things don't last, good mm. times don't last forever. They always protect themselves that if, mm. uh, if the worst comes, mm. they, ma they make sure that it's not going to destroy everything. Mm. That's, what I've, that's what I've noticed, mm. um, which, is, which is quite, quite mm. fascinating. Would you kind of agree with that? Obviously, yeah. you've met some amazing people over the years as well. What do mm. you think is a common thread between all the, you know, successful mm. or, um, yeah, people that mm. you admire? What's, what's the common threads between all of them? I think a lot of the time it's... Um, Would you like some water as well? More water? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I think a lot of the time it's that passion, that yeah. just unquenchable passion. Yeah. And uh, and that just knowing intrinsically mm -hmm. what is right for the for the brand mm -hmm. or for the company. I think that's and yeah, we're talking it's a common uh, thread in what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But I think that in the people I know I've met over the years who are successful in their fields. That's what I see. Just they, mm. they just know intrinsically what's right for what they're doing. Mm. Mm. Don't have to run it by twenty-five focus groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. And do you think, do you think passion is you're born with it, or do you think you can learn it? Passion and hunger. Mm. I think yeah. I think you're born with it, but you still have to find what triggers it for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any of us could have ended up working in an area that we weren't passionate about. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and once again, it's bravery, so it's right? To, yeah, because you can have passion, but mm. you're you almost let it die or go dormant mm. within you. Mm. But you also need to combine it with bra having being brave and just yeah, yeah. That's what I found because I know a yeah. lot of passionate, yeah, amazing. Still want to do something skill. with it. Yeah, and they just they're at their yeah. Thank you. You know, they're doing their job or they hate or you know yeah. they just complain. Yeah, um, it's like just do it. Just yeah, you know. Or if, or if you're not, if your circumstances don't allow for you to do it, yeah. do your job, do whatever yeah. it takes to put food on the table yeah. and, ex and show your passion in some other field. Yeah. Some other, allow that to come out in some mm. other way. Mm. Yeah, not everybody finds themselves in a situation where they can make their dreams come true. Mm. Yeah, very true. Yeah, we're, we're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that it's just we're happened lucky, by chance. Yeah. You still make the you kind of, yeah. neither of us were passive. Yeah. But not everybody has yeah. has the, has whatever the, the, the starting point was or the, yeah, yeah, the ongoing sure. But you yeah. can still be passionate, whether it's your job or not. You mm. can still have that thing that you're passionate about. Mm, mm. Yeah, interesting. And what, what, what's your definition of success? So what's your definition of someone that you think is that person successful? Oh, it's easy. Go, when you turn the light off at night, yeah. when it's just you and the pillow, Yeah. not being afraid of, some, of yeah. the next day. And you can just sleep peacefully. You can just sleep peacefully. Yeah. It's that like, oh God, now I've got to turn the light out and those demons are going to come out. That I'm, <laughs> yeah. Whatever's lurking and that I'm terrified of the yeah. tomorrow or next week or next year. Yeah. It's not having those. Was there, was there a point in your career where it's just like you clicked and you're like, shit, this is, yeah, I'm so blessed. Like, I'm so lucky. Mm. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah, there'd be lots of moments where it's that, where those sort of, pinch me moments of having made it you know mm -hmm. to the next stage or yeah. 
or you know realizing you're going to bed at night not yeah. being not being scared yeah. of the next day mm. in lo loads and loads of those moments those yeah. pinch me moments um but you know being in business and having a brand there mm. are always challenges and there mm. are always scary things mm. does it consume you 24 7 or do you just have you learned to switch off at night once you leave the office because no, obviously it, you live it's, it's there 24 7 yeah but in a controlled way yeah yeah in definitely. a way that allows me still to be a human being yeah, and a yeah, mother and a wife and a friend and yeah and be conscious you know value my health and and all yeah. that and and mm. uh and my hobbies and and yeah it's mm. not like uh yeah you know, yeah it's it's uh it's a controlled beast yeah yeah of course but and yeah it's 20 of course it's 24 yeah and for those that don't know, Sir Karen's uh, husband, Mikhail, is also the creative director. So obviously, do a lot of your conversations pivot around the brand? Or do you guys just have an agreement like, fuck, we're not talking about this. Let's actually talk about our life or our daughter or mm. our future without talking about the brand. Or, mm. you know. For the first however many years, it never stopped. Yeah. The conversation about the, <coughs> the, the work. Uh, but you know, once you bring a kid into it, you know, our daughter's eleven, mm. and once once a child's in the in the building, <laughs> yeah. then the you have to change the focus. Yeah. Um, and so now, how we kind of work is yes, we yeah we work together and we live together and we have a successful marriage and successful business and so on. And uh, but how we control that work coming in around the dinner table thing mm -hmm. is um, you know before 7 a.m. and maybe after 8 p.m. Yeah. It's like, it'd be great not to talk about work. Yeah. But if you've got something you really want to talk about, just yeah. ask permission. Just go, yeah. hey, you know, this is really playing on my mind. Mm. Can we have half an hour on this mm. yeah, after dinner? Mm. Or, or is this something really quick? It's not, it's not a major, but can I just get your opinion on this for mm. five minutes? Mm. And usually it's fine. And yeah. sometimes it's not. Sometimes the other party just goes, you know, not tonight. Yeah. It was a big day. Yeah. I just really need to put my legs up the yeah. wall and do some meditation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you just kind of ask that permission. You just don't take mm. it for granted that the other person's going mm. to be even caring mm. about whatever it is that's playing on your mind. No, probably, they will, probably they will. Nine yeah. times out of ten, it's like, yes, of course, let's just nail yeah. this. If it's bothering you, let's nail it now. Yeah. Um, or go into work on Saturday for four hours just because yeah. that's really, that's, that's not happening and we need to really focus on yeah. it. Be just giving... Be respectful mm. you know, of mm. the other person's need to wind down yeah. as well. I love what you said about just actually asking for permission. Mm. Hey, can we speak about this work yeah. issue yeah. for just, half an hour? Yeah, yeah. Just take it as a given. And likewise in the in the in the uh, office space. Yeah. You know, I'd love to sit around all afternoon with my feet up on the desk playing words with friends on my phone. <laughs> but it's not very respectful. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I save it till you know we're gin and tonic at seven o'clock. Yeah. Checking my scrabble buddies. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so it's, it goes both ways. It's, mm. it's that about respecting the other person's um, skills and time and, mm. and mental well-being. Mm, definitely. Yeah, last night I had an exact example of that. I had a media day, as I mentioned before mm. the interview. I'd been speaking to different media for nine hours about an upcoming project, and then my wife, when I got home, wanted to talk about, because um, we're buying a house at the moment, mm. about living in a certain area, and what about this, and mm. school buses, and this and that. <laughs> awesome. I was like, look... <laughs> What if uh, I'm either going to get really angry or make a dumb decision? Let's talk yeah. about this tomorrow. Yeah. I need to rest my brain. Yeah, right answer. So, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, what's it? What's it like working with your husband? Because I know from mm. personal experience, 
um, when I first started the business, mm. I couldn't work with my wife. I was just, mm. I think we we're too similar. But what's it, mm. what's, what's it like for you? It's good. It's all I've ever known. Yeah. So I can't compare it to anything else. But it's only good because he's good at what he does. Mm -hmm. Do you still yeah. put pressure on him? Like ideas are not yeah. good. Oh, Step yeah, yeah. Up. And he hates that. He doesn't yeah. react well <laughs> at all if you say you don't like the idea. It's, yeah. it's a real trigger point for him. Yeah. Um, hopefully I'm learning after 30 years of how to how to do that in a way that I get the best out of him. Yeah. Um, no, it's good. It's and it's good because he is very gifted at mm. what he does. Yeah, you know, it's not like oh my god, I've got thirty years of this deadbeat hanging around. <laughs> because he's creative director, but actually, <laughs> you know, actually, he's extremely good at what he does. Yeah. Um. And and really, really cares. Mm. Really cares. Mm. Um. So that's great, and that's not a given that you're going to find that. Mm -hmm. So not every couple will be able to work together. Mm. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree. It's, but for, um, for us, it works. I think it's very admirable when you do see it. Because mm. um, how cool would that be, you know? Mm. You can work with each other oh, all day. Great. And, yeah, yeah, sort fantastic. things and nah, yeah. it's great. And, and it allows for such shortcuts too. Yeah. Yeah, when you, when it's your partner there in the room with you, you kind of, you, you know, you love them and you respect them, hopefully. Yeah. But you don't have to dance around the niceties. Yeah, you can be you just go, no, that's, honest. That's 100%. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's fine. You can, be, yeah. you can just be, it's so much faster. Yeah, and it's and probably. And it can be so much more efficient as long as you don't so have true. some weird cycle that you go into where you have the same argument yeah. you know, every day for yeah. 30 years, which yeah. you know, most you know, people yeah, you don't have to worry. Do. don't have to worry about the saying the wrong thing. No, and you, no. You're not gonna, you're not no. going to get stung legally from an employment lawyer no. if you say something Hopefully out of line. Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully not. And I always... I always say the secret to a long and happy marriage and a long and happy marriage in the workplace is sitting within kicking distance. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, this yeah. is like, uh, we can be more honest with each other than with anybody else mm. and, and more forthright and blunt and straight to the point, but mm. still respect and love and show kindness. Mm. No, that's it's awesome. kind of what I am for. And does, does, does your daughter have expressed any interest of working in the business? <laughs> She, I, no, she doesn't show any interest in fashion, but she did say to me the other day that she wants to be, um, do something creative that's reasonably well paid. <laughs> well, don't we all? God. That's so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious the things that come out of her mouth. Yeah. I yeah. don't know at age 11 what she thinks reasonably well paid is. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Though she doesn't seem to have a passion for uh, fashion. Uh, yeah. She seems to love storytelling mm -hmm. words mm. and visuals mm. seems to be the thing do you find do you find the fact people coming into say fashion or even different in industries uh that aren't from that industry tend to bring a fresh flavor and approach to what they're doing because i know even mm. for example like nike you know they hire architects and comedians mm. and this that the other to design mm. products and design ads like, yeah. would you would you agree yeah with they that? don't know what the rules are so yeah not so afraid they just to break them yeah exactly yeah yeah, because even for myself, I was, you know, I came in naive. I was a graphic mm. designer and I came into fashion mm. and I was like, mm. four seasons a year, men buy when it's cold and mm. they want to buy, you know, and we want to keep free, things fresh and mm. this and that. And mm. it just did what, you know, as you said earlier in the conversation, just what my gut felt mm. right. And it, it also, was kind of common sense. Yeah, common sense. And went against everything yeah. that was already being done. Yeah, but 100%. That just seems mad. And sometimes the best innovation comes from common sense. Mm. And more often That's than right. not, it's over, people overlook it. Like, 
That's right, because become, it, well, that's, that's not yeah, how it's done. The norm. Yeah, yeah, and they get stuck in their ways. And that's why that's you right. see big companies that have been around for 50 years, 100 years, mm. they can disappear quite quickly because mm. the market's changed so much and they're mm. stuck in their ways and they haven't adapted. And, yeah, you know, they might have big like supply chains or something yeah. that's very, very slow, slow shift to, to turn around. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that uh, yeah, in business now, that kind of speaks to your question about how things are now versus 10 years ago, I think you have to be much more nimble. Mm, and, agree. You, know, you have to be really flexible and mm. nimble and questioning and be prepared to change mm, right? so mm. quickly now. Yeah, and how do you, so you, you have board meetings. Uh, yeah, do you guys uh, have board meetings? Yeah, or, mm, so how do you? Well, we have a very small board. Board yeah. is me and Mikhail. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, so we don't really tend to have board meetings as yeah. such. We're kind of continuously in conversation. Yeah. Um, and we have sort of formal sit down once a week mm. just to, you know, to go through any business, yeah. really purely business so related stock stuff. Stock levels, stock management and yeah. performance and sales and yeah. 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 But, Do you yeah, it's kind of the conversation's continuous. I kind of don't think it's like, oh, and now for the board meeting. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I, I think it's, it's just like... It, yeah continuous conversation around all areas yeah, of the business. Yeah, definitely. Because they're agree. all just as important as one Yeah, because sometimes it feels with a board meeting, it's, it's so much happened in a month or two months. Oh, yeah. And then you have to yeah. re-explain it. Mm. And then someone fresh comes in and mm. says, do something different. But it's like, dude, like, you're not in it. You don't understand yeah. it. You don't see it. You yeah. don't, you're not breathing and seeing the things I do. Yeah, um, that's right. So it doesn't yeah. allow for that nimbleness. Yeah, 100%. Mm. I think being nimble and elusive is so important mm. nowadays because things are happening mm. quickly, especially with the as internet. As long as you are still looking yeah. at every area that needs to be looked at. Yeah, yeah, of course, definitely. Mm. Well, I think almost, the thing with a, a, a board meeting is it's an opportunity to go, These th you have to look at these things. Yeah, yeah. You have to address them. You can't just go, oh, deal with it next yeah. week. Yes, true. And just keep, keep kicking the can down the road because it's too scary yeah, to actually yeah. deal with. Very true. So as long as you've got the discipline, we are mm. actually dealing with everything that needs to be dealt with. Mm. Mm. It's actually, yeah, I find that a better way to work, just mm. being um, much quicker, much more ready to react mm. and question. Yeah, because I, I feel that where, you know, as, as business owners, you're, you're working on two businesses, the one you're in now and the mm. one you need to be in. That's mm. what I, I feel mm. like, because even for us, for example, we know what we need to be doing, but mm. at the same time, you know, in future, but at the same time, because I'm very, I'm always thinking two years, five years, mm. 10 years, not necessarily from the brand, but mm. what's a market doing? What's consumer habits? Obviously you can't be right, but I'm at least thinking about it. So I can, like even say mm. for this podcast, it's um, my, the reason I want to do it, because I was, I was thinking, okay, what's a space where we're not currently tapping into? And um, also how can we also acquire a new audience without actually selling to them mm. and doing what we've been doing for the past 10 years. Mm. And also I feel that a common thread in I Love Ugly and why people shop with I Love Ugly is there's a psychology, certain psychology, they love mm. the story, they love, we love, they love what we believe in. How can I find those people? I'm confident mm. that our product's gonna be great, our service is gonna be great, but how can we find new people mm. that actually have that similar, similar philosophy and psychology? Mm. And that's what brought me to doing the podcast mm. and I felt and what I also noticed is that podcasts and auditory is one of the fastest growing forms of mm. uh, fastest growing mediums in, mm. in the world. It's, it's mm. quicker than Instagram and everything. Mm. It's because now people are, time is more restricted. Mm. So people want to cram in knowledge or they want to mm. cram in information or mm. learning while they're doing other things like exercise yeah. or whether it be driving. And then that's what caused me just with having that mentality, thinking about the future is, is what 
forced me to think, okay, well, I think podcast, so it's not going to make, it's not going to get a return on investment now, but what it's actually going to do is it's going to give people a deeper understanding in any other brand in the market because we're transparent, because we're interviewing amazing people like yourself, because we're constantly offering value. And, you know, I think, yeah, that's what, by thinking future, that's what kind of led me down, down mm. that path. And I think mm. it's like very important that people are thinking like that without mm. it being distracting and you mm. know being too reactive obviously still sticking to, in your lane and staying focused but mm. i think at the same time you do need to be have that um that foresight as well i think when you so yeah completely agree with what you're saying i mean you've got a brand it doesn't really matter what it is your your core product or services you should be able to uh re you should have a point of view around how that brand looks kind of in any environment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what you're saying is you've got, I love ugly, and this is how you've seen it up until now. This is how it looks and feels and smells mm -hmm. in a, at a product or an Instagram feed mm -hmm. um, and how you describe your product in a, you mm -hmm. know, the um, product on the product page on the website or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the podcast is just another way of like, this is how this brand looks in this environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's yeah. that same sort of thing. But and talking to, I mean, we always, I always think of our community as being like a campfire, like mm -hmm. people sitting around a campfire. Yeah. And so what this allows you to do is show your brand in a different way. Mm. And it should mm. feel and look and smell the same as it make yeah. you feel the same as when you're putting a baseball cap on or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but it just happens to be in a different, slightly different format. Mm, definitely, and it's also very challenging as well because it's like. How does oh, I Love Ugly sound? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and this, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it was be a similar thing when we launched Perfume mm. about, gosh, four years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're the top 10 brands in Harvey Nichols with the fragrance. And, you know, we'd sell it, um, you know, all around the world through our .com and on our, in our stores, et cetera. And it was that same thing. Like, we've never smelled our brand. Mm. Could you smell it in your own mind, in your... Not at the beginning, no. Yeah. I'd never worked in the field of fragrance before. Mm. But then we partnered with really great people who yeah. you know, have made some of the best fragrances in the world. Yeah. We worked out of South France and grass yeah. where fragrance was invented. And, and so yeah, I was able to you know, really have to throw myself into it full immersion and mm. work with really, really great noses. Mm. Mm. Go, well, this is what the brand looks like. Yeah. This is how it sounds like in words. This is yeah. how it you know, looks like in visuals or in product. This is the story we want to tell. Mm. What does it smell like? Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. exactly the same what you're doing. This so is what does it sound like? Yeah, that's mm. so so interesting. Mm. It's it's actually you almost have to become a practical psychologist because you're you know or, or just understanding the way mm. the mind mm. or, almost how the mind works like makes sense of it or or just trust your gut. Yeah, trust your gut. Yeah. <laughs> so did you just smell that smell and you're like, yeah, that's that's it. That's the smell of Karen Walker. No, we, we, I think there were about something, because we launched initially with a trio, A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. And I think to get to that trio, there were like maybe four, 400, 450 uh, uh, tests that we went wow. through. Yeah. Um, each and each one of them <laughs> finally, I think, think each one of A, B, and C went through maybe 25 different versions. Yeah, yeah. From the first one to the last one. It was about wow. two years from de in development. Yeah. Takes a lot. Fragrance takes a long oh, 100%. time. Oh, 100%. And, really, and with fragrance also, because it might be around for a long time. A Hopefully, long time. it's around for 100 years, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. So, you've got to really, you don't muck around with yeah, it. You yeah, take yeah. the time, you, you make it, it good. Through. And as you said before, you know, no one knows you're doing it. So, just take your time, yeah. do it right. Yeah, and now we've got 
A, B, C, we've done high there, we did Runaway, we did Runaway Azure for Christmas, and we did, we just, for summer, and we just did, uh, just launched our first men's one, Monumental. Oh, wow, oh. yeah. Is Should have brought one for you. Yeah, oh, oh I'd love to. <laughs> I, I, love, I love to smell. Um, <laughs> like it. Is, is, is that kind of like a segue into possibly going into men's, or do you just kind of stick into men's for accessories? I guess just accessories, accessories can be so We do the Monumental six. eyewear for guys. Yeah, yeah. And so then we did, wanted to do the Monumental fragrance for guys as well, but girls wear it, I've been wearing yeah. it a lot. Um, and uh, no plans to do any ready to wear for guys mm -hmm. at this point. What I've always found intriguing and super smart about your business model is for products, and correct me if I'm wrong, products like fragrance, homewares, shoes, handbags, you've worked out, you've structured license deals. Is that, is that correct? For some of those. For some, for so some, some of those. The, sometimes we'll do, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll work in a partnership with yep. people who are really experts in that area. Yep. So it's like when we came in to find jewellery um, 15 so years ago, mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about diamonds. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. it's like, what's a carrot? Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, or, you know, gold. It kind of, yeah, it was very, very, uh, you know, every, all my knowledge was very much at a lay level. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you can learn, mm -hmm. but it actually is probably best just to learn and partner with people yeah, who really know this stuff. Stick to the specialists. So, we, in the really tricky, the, the really complex, very specialized areas where you really need to know your stuff and have a really great machine mm -hmm. around you, like fragrance, eyewear, fine jewelry. Um, those areas we, we've, we've mm. partnered with people who really know their stuff. Yeah. Like our, the people we partner with for our, to make all our jewelry for us, yeah, they've been in business 70 years. Yeah. The fra the, with our fragrance, like we've worked with a few different houses and grass and you know, they've been around since like eighteen mm. hundreds, seventeen hundreds. So it's yeah. like you really just I'm not gonna be mixing it in my bathtub. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you wanna work with people who really, really know this. Hundred percent. Work with a specialist and yeah. put your put your fingerprint on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's Whereas quite fun. But for the ready to wear, you know, wear those specialists. We've yeah. got a team in our atelier here in Auckland who between them probably got like a hundred and fifty years of experience. Wow. Yeah. Developing patterns, making yeah. samples like at that yeah. really high end. Yeah, interesting. So we have that. And and do you feel? Um, and you don't have to disclose if you don't want to. We can cut it. But so the revenue thirty million is it now? Is it? It's all yeah. my business. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, and but so in terms of but in terms of the actual license part of mm. it, that must be uh, it must be a great way where you can basically, as you said, work with a pre-existing specialist manufacturer, mm. put your fingerprint on it, and also mm. tap into new channels for their distribution as well. Would that be correct? Yeah, or on do you a good just, day when it's working. Yeah, or do you just yeah. stick to your own your own one thousand or so stock, stockists? Uh, well, no, different. Di you know, we're in so many different categories, and different categories are in different markets with different stockists. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, they'll be. Yeah, like Harvey Nichols, for instance, um, we only sell the fragrance there. Mm -hmm. um, Barney's, we only sell the eyewear there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so different, not every door that we sell to has everything that mm -hmm. we make. Yeah. They'll have yeah. the ones that are right for them and yeah. right for us. Yeah. For them and, to have and what's your biggest channel? Is it online? Ecom? E like in terms mm. of, is it your best store? Just, you know saying it's like a bricks and mortar. No, no, but it would be in, it's in the top two. Yeah. And of course, the, the dot com's the one with no ceiling, but it's yeah. also the one where you're competing against every single person yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so also, it's not just a 
it's not got its, just a walk in the park. Yeah, definitely. It's got its limit. Yeah, mm. it's got its limitations. Obviously, the sky's the ceiling. Mm. Yeah, sorry, there is no, there is no mm. sky's the limit. Sorry, mm. um, and there's no limitations. But yeah, it's hard. Everyone's in doing the same it. Pool. Everyone's playing on the same lane, mm. Google Lane or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest threat you guys have as a brand? Uh, well, yeah, you never, you know, there's that old thing about, you, you know, you, you, the, per, the company that's going to put you out of business is starting right now in a garage down the road. Yeah. Do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I think the biggest threat to any brand that's coming from a fashion perspective, whether it's something you put on your back or not, is being, you know, staying relevant. Mm. Staying interesting and, and relevant and yeah. desirable. Yeah. And across multi multi-generational mm. as well yeah you're at that point now you've been in business 10 years mm -hmm. so how do you not yeah. become oh that was the brand my dad used to like yeah yeah exactly how do you do that just if you could give me a <laughs> give me some tips on that because you've got don't stand still yeah and don't become lazy with your product yeah so you do, you do you still have to factor in you know the woman so you, you started 30 years ago the woman that at that point is now 30 years older and you've mm. also got 18 year olds that are being yeah. introduced and younger yeah do you we keep, talk to anybody i don't care what age they are but yeah, yeah you, you, but, do you, do, yeah. but how, do you keep how those? do you not become yeah. oh that's my brand it's a brand my mum used to like yeah yeah of course and that's just as you said fresh relevant you know trust your gut test just put it out there yeah and don't get old yeah mm. and that's not you know, that's not to say we're only interested in young people yeah. we're interested in, in young people of any age mm. you know mm. youth isn't uh, yeah. it's how you Go yeah. and walk through life. It's not what's on your birth certificate. So, so it's just about just for us. You know, it's different for every band, but uh, for us, it's about just staying interesting mm. and caring about the product and yeah. not becoming complacent about it. Mm, definitely, I think you can really tell when you see a product with love being put into it. Yes, yeah, it sounds bizarre, but you can. You what is can. what does what a day in the life look like for Karen Walker? Like, obviously. There's so many moving parts and components mm. in the business. You can't be involved with everything. Mm. Are you just a decision maker, or but yeah, what does a day what does a day look like from the moment you get up? What do you have for breakfast? What do you do? What do you <laughs> tell yourself to to when you put your head on the pillow at night? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, every day is a bit different, isn't it? But um, uh, we we're early early to early to get up and early yeah. to go to bed. What time do you get up? House. This morning it was five thirty. Yeah. But usually it's six thirty. Yeah, and then I like to be in bed by nine with a book and lights wow. out by nine thirty. Yeah, non-fiction, fiction. A uh, bit of everything. Yeah. At the moment I'm on a David Setterist gig at the moment. Who's so David Setterist? He's the essayist, American essayist. Oh wow. He, yeah. Uh, I really liked Calypso, which was his latest one he put out. Yeah. End of last year, and so now I've gone back and rereading everything of his because yeah. I remembered how much I love him. Yeah. And my daughter really loved it, so we just got everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've got a bookshop in one of our stores. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and at, play park? In play park, so yeah. I've, which was a really great way to increase my reading yeah, pile. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> if you're going to recommend it, you've got to read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, we're um, early, yeah, early to bed um, and early to get up in our house. Breakfast, um, you know, either it's a green smoothie or a piece of Vogels with honey on it. We've got, we've got bees and yeah. we just had a harvest. We had harvested 25 kilos from oh, our wow. hives. Yeah. 
that's a lot of jars of honey. Yes, a lot. Like that's the entire shelf in the pantry. No, we're thinking of doing a little fundraiser for the SPCA because oh, I'm cool. an ambassador for them. So we were yeah. thinking of like do, lo labeling it and oh, cool. selling it and funds yeah, go to yeah. the SPCA. And, I, and it was my daughter's idea. And I, so I said, okay, you might, here are the sticky labels you write on them and then we'll find just yeah. friends and family who'll buy them. Yeah. And those labels are still sitting on the kitchen bench two weeks later. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, as she said, she wants to make money, but oh, not yeah. too strenuous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Reasonably well paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, so, yeah, normally it's a couple of pieces of ogles with some of our home, mm -hmm. our, our own bees, honey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bus stop drop off for school, 7.30, and then yeah. it's usually a dog walk. Like I'll take the dog for a run or a walk. Yeah. At local one of the local dog parks, yep. and at my desk by eight thirty. Yeah, uh, and then it's just you know, in the office through till I don't know four, five, six. Yeah, and as a uh, and, when and you're that in the office, be, that's design time, that's fittings, that's uh, looking at sketches, that's yeah. um, uh, meetings, media. Yeah, it's so you a know, lot running, of running a business, running yeah. a design room. Yeah. Just sometimes it's just like just everybody leave me the hell alone and mm. let me just get in, get in my with my intray yeah. and get that dealt with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then yeah, I like to make a nice meal. I like to go for another dog walk at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. have twenty minutes in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds it's nice. It's It's really dull. Yeah, really. yeah. And, uh, and but saying yeah, it's interesting. People think that you, I don't know. People think <laughs> that I don't know. They just think. You know, people of your of your level and stature mm. would do something just wild. I I do some wild stuff. But nothing wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. For me, it's for me, it's cold showers and breathing. Oh, really? And, yeah. It's cold showers. I've been doing it every day for probably yeah about six years. Yeah. It just wakes up my nervous system. Yeah. Because you know you feel I like to the, ease my nervous system awake, yeah, not I like jolt it awake. It. I'm, I'm oh. pretty I'm pretty hard out. As soon as yeah. I as soon as something I know it's going to benefit me in some way, shape or form, I just go all in uh, you yeah. see my nervous system i need to work very hard to keep it down yeah yeah so the, so that's where the yoga <laughs> yeah, yeah, i've been yeah. doing yoga for 20 years entirely to keep my nervous system yeah uh at a calm manageable um level and the <laughs> cold showers probably would undo a lot of that yeah yeah so yeah keep it's those. cool that's, uh, yeah i like that it's cool you um how how far are we in well uh, one, hour. one hour you're you're all good yep. you okay awesome Enjoying yourself? Loving it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So <laughs> learning a lot. Um, you recently collaborated with Disney, mm. and did you originally say no? Because no. they were being difficult? No, God, no. Oh, I thought, no, I no, okay. when Mickey Mouse rings up. I was like, up, whoa, you guys are bold. No, yeah, you didn't. But, no, yeah, the, the, but, the immediate response was, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, when? But how, how did this come about? And um, yeah, how did it come about? Because obviously, Disney. Mm. I think, in my opinion, it's one of the biggest and greatest brands probably mm. in the last hundred years, and just biggest mm. brands in the world, mm. top 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 ten for sure. Mm. How did that come about? Because that must have been well, Mickey and Minnie turned ninety yeah. last, in two thousand eighteen, and so the Disney Corporation <clears throat> wanted to celebrate that, mm -hmm. so they uh, approached uh, many different designers in many different markets. Um, and across many different categories mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. collaborate with them to celebrate the birthday. Yeah. Um, and they approached us um, to do something for the Australian New Zealand market. Yeah. Um, but we were able to ex extend that into other markets as well. So yeah. we could so we could um, 
ex offer the product to our to our stockists all around mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. So the initial response was yes, please, and then immediately the vision for me was like within the first two minutes of the conversation was taking Mickey and Minnie and letting them use our little runaway girls bindle, stick yeah. and bindle. You know, she likes, she's always walking off in profile yeah. holding yeah. the stick in the bindle. And I just thought Mickey and Minnie would look, would look great. Yeah. And ran that by them and they loved it. And yeah. that became the anchor of the collection. Wow. Um, and of course, when you're working with Mickey and Minnie, it's like you've got so many different toys to play with. Yeah, you've got yeah, there, you know, 90 years of yeah. great graphics got a fantastic colour palette, all mm. sorts of shorthand ways yeah. in to tell yeah. who you're talking about, the ears, the spots, the yeah. colour palette, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it was really great. A, from a design brief, it was a very easy one to mm. turn into reality. I bet, I bet. And it had that fun and that whimsy and sense of adventure and a sense mm. of playfulness that yeah. is so intrinsic to so our brand. So suitable, yeah. And so it was very immediate for us what the design direction would be and also it was very clear that it would execute really well into a retail environment yeah. And, yeah. and a visual environment. So immediately it was like, this is what the images should be like, fun and playful mm -hmm. and those colors and, and mm -hmm. that approach. And when you're dealing with, so we did ready to wear, we did bags, we did badges, we did lots of eyewear, we did fine jewelry. Wow. Um, so it was quite, you know, it was like 35 different things in the story. So wow. you can do some really good things with images yeah, around yeah, that. And then also in store. So, yeah. you know, it has a very, very strong in-store presence, whether it's our stores or our partnered stores. Mm -hmm. And then in our big uh, multi-brand flagship store here in Auckland, we actually turned that into a full Disney store wow. and bought in other products that they'd collabed oh, with. Oh, wow. Um, How long did you guys do that for? That was for seven weeks. Oh, wow. And you know, had a huge yeah. Disney, like, LED Mickey head. Uh, yeah. Grab a machine full of plush toys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just really kind of turned that that mm. fun element up to 10. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you know, that's what's fun about when you do those partnerships, and those collaborations, that they're, they're short and they're intense and they're really well executed and they're a full 360 degree experience. Yeah, definitely. And they become a collector's item that people can look mm. at in 30 years. And mm, that's yeah, 100%. Was there... So that was, was fun. It? And I got to go to Disneyland. I, oh, I'm just cool. Actually, the, about a week before they phoned me initially, We'd just been to Disneyland for oh, family wow. holiday, yeah. and about first time with our daughter. Yeah, and uh, she said to me, you know, "This whole thing about Disneyland, are we ever actually going to go, or is it just something you say?" Yeah, like, yeah. like well, it's just something I say to get you to behave well. And <laughs> I, I got promised multiple times when I was younger. Right? Did they? Did Didn't they ever go. come through? No. Nah. Okay. So, so yeah. I'm so see, I was promising it, and she pulled me up on that. So I'm like, okay, let's go. So that was our family holiday in 2017. Yeah. And Disney rang me the next week, and I'm like, yeah, oh, they're like, we saw you at you Disneyland. Could, yeah, we saw you. <laughs> um, and uh, so I got to go back. We got to go back to Disneyland. So uh, when we were in, I was in the States for Madewell business yeah. uh, last year. And then there was a, my brother-in-law's wedding in Canada, and uh, which my husband and daughter joined. I met them there for that. And then we came back through LA mm. and had three or four days. Uh, we just take one of the little villas at the Chateau yeah, Marmont yeah. and hang out by wow. the pool. And then we, so we got to go out to Disneyland for a day because yeah. we needed photographs of me yeah. and Mickey. You don't, not everyone just gets to rock up to Mickey and Minnie yeah. Yeah. for photographs. So we had the VIP tour, the, the VIP tour awesome. with this guy, Justin. Yeah. Oh my God, it was, it's just like totally different level. Like oh, you I can bet. buy it, but it's really expensive. Yeah, yeah, but they, they'd sort of laid it on for us because we were doing this project. So yeah. it was just like, got the pictures with Mickey and Minnie, which was awesome. And then it was just like, okay, which ride do you want to do? Oh, I'll do yeah, Indiana. Like just front of straight up, yeah. No queuing. Yeah. It's like, what do you want to do now? Let's do Indiana again. Okay. Let's do, you know, yeah. After like seven goes on Space Mountain, and 
uh, you know, I said to my daughter, okay, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, we've done every big ride seven times, so yeah. maybe it's just time to go. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, like that's the way to do Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just uh, go on, amazing. full yeah. immersion. Yeah. Was, there any was, big, was there any big hurdles working with a big corporate like that around restrictions? And because I can, I, I, I'd be, mm. yeah, I, I'm probably, oh, sorry. So they probably have a lot of restrictions around oh, yeah. what you can and can't do oh, with yeah, Mickey yeah. and Minnie. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course, yeah. as any, they should. Any, was there any arguments or anything? No. Or a pretty fluid process? It was pretty fluid, but yeah, we'd kind of, we, we knew going in that you don't mess with the mouse, right? Yeah. You, like there's going to be rules around totally. that. You don't, yeah. you, you interpret it. Yeah. You, it's a collab, it's a creative process. Yeah. But you don't, you're not going to do anything <laughs> stupid with yeah. it. Yeah. So um, they loved everything. The whole design process was actually really great. great. It was just, um, but you do need a lot of time. Like yeah. it was 12 months from the first conversation to in store. Yeah. Uh, but you don't you don't partner with Disney mm. or with Mickey and Minnie Mouse, and then you know, want to do stupid things to yeah. also, or, to their, or they just let you do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah but I think we're still there's still yeah. but yeah they don't they don't nobody goes and says let's do a collab without wanting to actually bring you a thing to it. Hundred percent. But it's yeah. about it's about a respect. So yeah, yeah you know they I'm sure they've got a brand bible that thick of what yeah. you can and can't do with any of their yeah. IP, but so they should. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And collab collabs are a huge part of part of your business as mm, well do you approach them or do they approach you so far i think every one we've done they've approached us but yeah um we probably should be a bit more proactive yeah definitely but we've got seven, seven eight nine in the in the pipeline at the moment for over the next two years yeah wow and all and approached you yeah wow yeah, yeah, but I've, just, I've still got a shopping list of people I'd love to do collabs yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, like a hit list. Like, yeah, yeah, I've got the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, because we, yeah, we've, uh, we haven't, obviously, we've only done about four mm. credible collaborations. Mm. Jansport, Onosuka Tiger, Essex, we've got the Bailey Nelson, mm. and a few others we're in talks with as well. Mm. Um, it's a bit of a mix. Yeah, mm. mix. We approach them, they approach mm. us, or maybe there was a relationship between us and one of mm. their staff at some point. But mm. yeah, the reason I love it, it's just a blank canvas. It's a new playground. And you mm. also get to tap into a brand new audience, and then yeah, mm. we can also and vice versa. Re yeah reciprocate that mm. as well. So it's great. Um, I always think with a collab or any partnership, the math mathematical equation I look for is one plus one equals three. Yeah. If you're not mm. creating something bigger than the sum of the parts, then there's no point doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's so so true. I love that. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna write that down. Tattoo. Yeah, one plus one equals three. <laughs> do you do you have any mentors? No. Like, yeah. They've got lots of coaches. Yeah. Coaches in what sense? Well, a friend, a friend of mine just pointed this difference out to me, and, it really, and I really loved it. That a mentor is can can be somebody who actually they just want an audience for their war stories, mm. whereas a coach is somebody who's going to just get more involved and, yeah. and actually be interested in you yeah. and talking about what's going on with you and helping you through that process. Yeah. yeah. So that's. And that I, I love that. I thought that was really accurate. Yes, yeah, really. And, yeah. and so I've just sort of stuck with that. And yeah, so I've, I've got like dozens of people who yeah. I think of as my coaches. Oh wow! Who yeah. I see, you know, Mikhail, our creative director, my husband, he's my yeah. coach. Yeah. My daughter, in her own way, is my mm. coach. My whole team, who I work with, mm. are definitely my coaches. So and then there's people who I might only see every five years. Yeah. But I think of them as my coaches. Oh, but wow. yeah, my my address book's full of people who, Interesting. I, who I consider my coaches. So you just approach it with an open growth mindset, what can I learn from this person? Is that how you, like mm. obviously certain people, it's like how can this person coach me? 
No, I don't. I don't think of it that. Uh, I don't go into it with that level of literally, agenda. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more just like, um, like who's. Mm, I think of it more like, um, who will I just really enjoy sitting down with for half mm, an hour? Yeah. Or five minutes. Yeah. Or a week. Yeah. And just talking to. Yeah. And come away feeling, you know, lit up or inspired yeah. or, or improved yeah. or not deflated or, or yeah. no, sometimes deflated is what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, but not, not, not like. But do you feel empowered? You, yeah, yeah, empowered. Okay. Yeah. So you come away with it. I was like, wow, this person's actually just imp improve my life, making me feel better. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've or it's very, just pulled me up on my bullshit or yeah, whatever. Definitely. It is. So, yeah. Hundred percent. Has like, helped me in some way. Yeah. Has coached me in some way. Yeah. That's that's what I look for. Yeah. And, and um. Yeah, a lot of those people possibly don't even realize that they're my coaches. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I've, um, I've been very conscious of that, especially in the last 12 months of my life and being very selective mm. and actually just canceling some people out of my life. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're, they're not coaching me, they're yeah. not empowering me. Yeah. Actually, which sounds real shit, but I feel you kind of have to do it. Yeah. I mean, mm. you have to do it at some point. Like everybody, yeah, right? You've got to clear out the closet. You went, do they detox. tire or do they inspire? 100%. Right? And you yeah. got rid of the tire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which uh, yeah. <laughs> you um, still keep them in your address book, so you yeah, see yeah, if they're ringing course. you though. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> definitely. What's uh, what do you think is what put you guys on the map? Wait, was there any one thing or no? It's like a million things, million yeah. small successes and a million small failures. Yeah, um, but I think a lot of I, mean, I think it's just being kind of consistent, just being consistent. Yeah, just plugging away the work. That, the work is sacred. You mm -hmm. only release it when you feel it's good enough. Mm -hmm. That you can stand by it 100%. And you're really proud of it. Yeah. And not that that's been our thing. So it's not been. We didn't have that one big breakthrough moment. I mean, there's millions of pinch me yeah. moments. There's yeah, millions of, of like, uh, you know, first time a celebrity wore a product or whatever. There's yeah, millions yeah. of those. Does that does that help you guys much nowadays? The celebrity thing. Yeah. Yes and no. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it moves the needle. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes yeah. it's sort of a general brand thing. Sometimes yeah. you immediately sell out yeah. of a of a product. Mm. And mm. other times it's just like, oh, that's nice. Stick it in the bottom drawer. Yeah, definitely. And, and is yeah, it a it's, lot? It's different. It depends on the time, the product, the mo the moment, the picture, the person. How it is, where it is. Yeah. yeah. And do you think a lot of a lot to do with it is what you guys actually do with the image? Or is a lot of it just mm. happen organically? Or a bit, a of, bit both? of both? Yeah. A bit of both. Okay. Like some of those, you know, Sometimes the the needle will move mm. on a product and you don't even know why. Mm. We had mm. a um, yes, like a supernova movement a few months ago where suddenly overnight this particular pair of sunglasses sold like fifteen pairs in one night, and mm. it had sold like in the last three months before that it sold like six pairs. Mm -hmm. So it's like th why? that's yeah. why that's not normal. Yeah, like it's gone from just being like a yeah slow little trickler to mm. something, ah, something yeah, huge. Yeah, 100%. And it took us like four days to find out why. And the, next yeah. day, the next night sold another 10. Wow. And, and, but you're not going, it's well, a supernova well, moment. It's going, clearly this is a supernova. Let's not order a hundred of them. Yeah. It's just, you know, replenish and, yeah. and keep it going. And it was, it was a, um, it was somebody with a fashion vlog <laughs> talking about sunglasses and we were like the 20th pair she was talking about. Wow. Like, like 25 minutes into the video. Yeah. That stuff's actually quite, the fact when it comes from a, um, 
a person that is not from, say, Isla Vangli or Karen mm. Walker, just a normal mm. consumer. Mm. I feel nowadays that carries so much more weight because oh, they're yeah. coming from an authentic place, especially when they tell you what they dislike about it as well. Yeah. Same thing for us. We had a moment on our website. It's like our website traffic's tripled. Why? Right. And we uh, we'll tracked it and there's a huge forum called Reddit. Right. And someone in the streetwear community had posted something about a collection or something or other yeah. from a couple months ago. And it was all this wow. traffic from, from that. Wow. And it was like, that was far big, bigger impact than being yeah. paying three, four thousand dollars on and to for oh. Hypebeast to post it. Yeah. You know, where they're yeah. just they're also posting fifty other things. And I think it's the fact that it coming from an actual person. Yeah, it's authentic. Yeah, it's People, authentic. The consumer can smell it a million miles away when it's yeah. a pay for play. Yeah, definitely. Authenticity. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and did you, they all convert? Not all converted, but I think what happened <laughs> is some? some some converted, definitely. But I think it's eyeballs and it's attention, yeah. which we're all fighting for. Of, yeah, and you've 100%. got a whole, and it also just makes you realize again that the world's a big place, and you've got a, you got another six thousand people that have heard of you mm. and visited your website and engaged mm. with your brand and some. And your digital form. marketers now get to chase them around. Yeah, definitely. It's like he's li <laughs> he's licking his lips. Yeah, he's like now I can get my targets. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do you do you drink? Oh, so you drink coffee. Is that pretty important for? for uh, only brain decaf, or? not real coffee. Oh, okay. So you like it for taste. One, one decaf a day. Yeah. Do you take any supplements or anything? No. Or yeah. Just a healthy diet. You don't need supplements. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. What would you just to wrap it up now? Um, obviously, I know you're really busy. I really appreciate your time. What would you say to your 20 year old self? Buy no shares on Facebook. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and Apple. Yeah. Did, did you have the opportunity at some point? Well, anyone had the opportunity to, yeah, yeah. but not many of us were yeah. smart enough to. But is there anything? Is there anything? <laughs> Wish like, I had. Is there anything like very specific? Say, not like you know, not investing or business right. or finance, but something. Oh, just, just you know, just it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Don't sweat it. Yeah. Just, yeah, just see, love it. Just enjoy yeah. the ride. I love that's it. all it is. I love it when people older than you tell you that. I still haven't quite got what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, because I tell it to people as well, but I'm like, fuck, I can dish it. And I don't know what I mean when I say it, but it's very but hard to apply. I don't feel it yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. And <laughs> so obviously our audience, your audience, you've got a lot of people that just love what you do for just you as a person and you know, you're very admired. Um, and we got, we've got a huge audience that's hungry to achieve their goals, to start that dream, start that label solve a big problem or whatever, what's mm. your advice to them before they start? So they don't go on there blind and they don't do mm. anything stupid. What advice well, would you everyone's give? Everyone's gonna do something stupid. Yeah. But if, but, but what's what's it, one bit uh, of like really good advice that you'll save them, say, a whole bunch of mistakes? Only do it if you really, 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 really love it. Yeah, cool, love it. Because you got it, you yeah. got it, or else it's gonna just it mm. kill you. Yeah, 100% agree with that, <laughs> yeah. I nearly died a couple of times. And it's, for, it's for love that pulled me for it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Karen. Hey, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, super enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and found any type of value, please subscribe to our podcast, share with your friends, and give us a five-star review on iTunes to be in the draw to win a $200 I Love Ugly gift voucher. We will be drawing a winner weekly. Good luck and see you on the next episode.